Welcome to Sibylline Podcasts, part of our World Risk Register Threat Monitoring Service. These podcasts are released on a weekly basis, covering timely and relevant topics. In these discussions, we hope to shed light on evolving scenarios and provide actionable predictions and implications. We hope you enjoy listening and welcome any feedback. Hello and welcome. In this session, we're going to be talking about the Macedonian name dispute, which involves the Greek province of Macedonia and the, I guess we'd call it the Republic of Macedonia. And this has been a long running dispute between between those two countries. And with me to talk about this, I'm joined by Matt Sachovsky. So Matt, what's the latest in this ongoing dispute? So the government of Macedonia, or the former Yugoslav Republic of Macedonia, or as it will be known potentially as the Republic of Northern Macedonia, continues to continues to advance its campaign in the ongoing name dispute, where the government is trying to win the referendum on the so-called PRESP agreement, which is reached with the government of Greek Prime Minister Alexis Tsipras. Now, the referendum is supposed to be asking the Macedonian people but they agree with the PRESP agreement. However, because Prime Minister Zoranzaev has staked his political future on the outcome of the referendum, the government have phrased it as, do you support EU and NATO membership by accepting the PRESP agreement between Macedonia and Greece? So a very politically uh, savvy move. And that really underlines the fact that the issue is very heavily politicized. Prime Minister Zaev has not hesitated to change the electoral law for the issue, and on the Greek side we also see a very heavy political polarization around the issue. In Macedonia, we have seen the opposition attempt to boycott the the approach of Prime Minister Zoranzev entirely. The opposition refused to be involved in any discussion on the matter whatsoever. And that's that's due to your ethnic divisions within the country, and also this, this necessity to really very sharply demarcate the political space. For example, in, in, you know, in, in April 2017, this really came to the fore when a small group of about 200 Macedonian nationalists stormed the Macedonian government because they disagreed with the election of an ethnic Albanian speaker in the, in the parliament. And this, this underlines really the, the, the division within the population, where according to a recent poll, approximately 90% of the Albanian population, which makes about a quarter of the total population of Macedonia, overwhelmingly supports the deal, but only about 30% of the Macedonians, who make up about 65% of the total population, actually support the deal themselves. And this really poses risks in the, in the long term. So when was this deal made between Zaev, Premier of Macedonia, and uh, Tsipras, the, the, the Premier of, of Greece? It, 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 all of this revolves around ratifying that deal um, with the referendum in Macedonia, which I think is set for 30th September. But when, when, when does this stem back to so the dispute is really, really long-lasting. Um, the, the most recent phase in the dispute, we would say, um, goes back to 1991, from, from when the uh, republics of Yugoslavia broke up and the, the, the countries were founded in their current borders and the governments of the current countries were, uh, came to power. The current phase where the uh, government of Alexis Tsipras in Greece um, seeks to resolve the issue is potentially due to several different factors um, uh, coming coming together at a particular point in time, uh, which includes the election of a more moderate uh, government in Macedonia, a, a significant deterioration between Greece and Turkey, and potentially um, pressure from the EU and NATO to get the dispute resolved. Yeah, so let's move on to Greece then. I mean, we've, we've looked at how... 
the Macedonians are likely to to vote. And I guess we'll come on to make your prediction about how that might turn out. But what about on on the Greek side? So Greece, in opposition or in in contrast to Macedonia, did not call a referendum on the issue, but has to has to ratify the the Prespa agreement in Parliament. Now that is that is difficult because the ruling coalition really has almost no allies in the opposition in this in this issue, and even the junior coalition partner of of uh, Tsipras's Syriza party um, is very hesitant to support the deal. Um, to put it mildly, now that means there are about 30 MPs which the Greek government is missing in order to pass the deal as a informally in a, in a formal process of ratification. Now, while Tsipras could potentially seek support from the main opposition party, the New Democracy, which is a centrist right-wing party, the New Democracy as well disagrees with the way that Tsipras handled the whole issue, in the sense that he feels that Greece gave up too much too quickly in the negotiations. Notably, it it lifted its objection to a republic of northern Macedonia joining NATO at the recent NATO summit. So... This could potentially bring elections forward because in Greece, uh, legislative elections have been scheduled for October 2019, and th- these issues create a lot of pressure on the current government to to uh, you know have the people make allow the people to have a say in, in in these issues. Which again, the main opposition party would be very very in favour of this because they've been leading in the polls um, over the past several months. So. I guess in looking forwards, that as as you mentioned there, this is about internal movements and divisions within Macedonia and within Greece, but also there's a much bigger picture here as well, which is that this name dispute is preventing Macedonia from joining the EU, from joining NATO. So there's actually a, a region-wide issue here as well. So how do we think that this is going to pan out? What's next for the Macedonian name dispute issue and, uh, and what other issues are there? So overall, um, it's clear that there's a very politically turbulent future ahead of for both of these countries. The issue continues to play into various underlying, um, very underlying risks from ethnic divisions in Macedonia to political polarization around the whole um, uh, socio-economic situation in Greece. In terms of government stability, the Macedonian government almost paradoxically looks a bit more stable than the Greek one right now, in the sense that the ratification of the PRESP deal uh, went fairly smoothly, although the president laid out his veto, he was overruled by, by the ruling, ruling party in Macedonia. Whereas, and while in Macedonia we have presidential elections scheduled for April 2019, the presidential post is a fairly, very ceremonial, ceremonial institution, so we don't, don't really expect this to impact on the issue. However, as part of the PRESP agreement, the Macedonian government will have to legislate several changes, where the most controversial is the fact that the government has to remove any depiction of the current Macedonian flag from all the monuments currently built in Macedonia, particularly in Skopje. It will most likely have to change its national anthem. It will most likely have to rename several several key um, uh, key landmarks and, and monuments from the formerly called Alexander the Great Airport in Skopje to various other other locations. And that's, that's where we could potentially see a lot of political pressure being exerted upon the current government, as well as uh, a high risk of violent unrest. And am I right in thinking that from the Macedonian point of view, Macedonian nationalism has been a key theme of what uh, that country is all about? And am I right in thinking that there's a, a aspects of uh, the constitution which aim to see uh, Macedonians 
reaching all the way down to the Mediterranean and all this kind of stuff. So that, that perhaps that theme and that idea is going to have to completely change. So what we're looking at here is in order to resolve this issue is really quite a fundamental change to um, what being Macedonian is all about and, uh, you know, the, the intrinsic fundamentals of the country. Yeah, it's, it's definitely a very identity-based issue. And we, we continue to see this kind of ethnic polarization in Macedonia, where I, most of the countries, as, as I mentioned earlier, dominated by Macedonians. But the Albanian part of the population is not really well integrated into the whole country in the sense that they mostly in, inhabit areas in the northwest of the country. So, so west of Skopje and uh, north of Kicevo, for example, and around the cities of Gostivar and Tetovoy. On the other hand... In Greece, for example, the risk is much more located, again, in the, in the areas where you would uh, historically had a large presence of the Macedonian people. So, again, the Greek province of Macedonia, particularly the, the West Macedonian province, where we continue to see really high levels of unemployment, particularly among the young, young population. And that is something that the Greek nationalist opposition uh, has been playing into. They have been trying to focus their protest uh, both in Thessaloniki, which is the capital of the region of Greek Macedonia, but also in the rural areas where they could potentially attract wider support among the population. And so do you think, looking forwards, that uh, this is going to see a large amount of unrest, a large amount of disruption to business, particularly in those areas there? Well, the operating environment really has been characterized by these protests for a few months now. So um, we expect this trend to continue uh, and we could potentially see flashpoints around several key dates or, or developments. The largest one within Macedonia would be the potential legislation of the, of the changes, especially to the national flag, but also the anthem and all the other landmarks. Within Greece, um, we anticipate a lot of unrest around the election and the, obviously the period preceding the election marked with electoral campaigning. When, when is the election? The election is scheduled, scheduled for October 2019. But as, I, as I mentioned earlier, we could potentially see this brought forward by several months in response to, um, to developments around the necessity to ratify the PRESP agreement. Because, again, we have seen some chatter about Tsipras potentially moving ahead with, with acting on the press agreement without having it ratified, which is legally possible in the sense that he could lift the veto on Macedonian accession to NATO and the veto on uh, the launch of Macedonian, on the, on the process of Macedonia joining the EU. He is not legally bound to not do that in the event that there are the, the press agreement uh, is not ratified. However, this would obviously trigger a lot of unrest from the, from the uh, Greek population living in, in the regions of Macedonia, in, in, in Greek Macedonia. Uh -huh. So really quite a complex situation. A little bit too close to call, perhaps, on whether it's all going to go smoothly, the ref uh, whether Zayev is going to win the referendum in Macedonia from that side, whether Tsipras is going to be able to hold the government together uh, despite the junior partner leaving. Um, so a little bit difficult to predict with any certainty on what's going to happen next. But would you be happy to say that on balance it looks like things are progressing towards a resolution and that therefore there is an increasing likelihood of Macedonia joining the EU and NATO or, or is that uh, or is that perhaps a little bit too far to go? Things are definitely progressing smoother than most of us have predicted. While while there are definitely a lot of political issues in the whole process, to, to take the Greek government as an example, I'm, as, as you mentioned, they, they need the support of their junior coalition partner. 
On the other hand, there is a small party which recently split from its main uh, main grouping in the Greek parliament, which has been called Topotami, or the river in English, which supports the PRESP agreement, and they happen to have just the right amount of MPs to lift up a potential Syriza minority government in the future. However, again, uh, with the elections approaching, this does not seem to be that much of an issue in the long term. So we, I, I would agree that it's a bit too close to call right now. However, we, we have seen quite a lot of preparation from NATO in Brussels, where they now have several people working on the technical details of Macedonia joining, which signals good goodwill, at least, on the side of NATO and a degree of stability for the whole process. Right. And I guess the other major actor who we haven't yet mentioned is, of course, Russia. Russia, very concerned about the spread of NATO. How do you think the Russians are going to respond to this? They have already begun to respond. You know, we have seen the expulsion of two Russian diplomats from Greece uh, because they were allegedly trying to interfere in the process of resolving the Macedonian name, name issue. Russia, of course, has quite quite strong ties to the Golden, Ro- Golden Dawn party in Greece, which is a far-right nationalist party. And they appear to have business links to ANEL, the independent Greeks, which are the junior coalition partner of Tsipras. Uh, within Macedonia, they, are, they also have quite strong historic ties to the VMRO, DPMNE uh, opposition party, the main opposition alliance, which continues to, to boycott um, and oppose the, the Macedonian Macedonia name dispute. So Russia will definitely continue to seek more, more political support uh, and more on a, on a more opportunistic basis. Do you think we'll see Russian meddling in the referendums and elections that are going to take place in the coming few months? I definitely anticipate a large amount of Russian misinformation campaigns and potentially propaganda uh, seeking to both influence the result and potentially question the result, uh, depending on how, how, how the outcome, outcome goes. However, especially after the incident in 2016 in, in, in Montenegro, where groups linked to the Russian FSB agency tried to assassinate the Montenegrin prime minister, I feel we, we, we should perhaps caution a bit of calm in, in the situation in the sense that we don't really anticipate that kind of kinetic operation from Russia in this sense, because there's several factors playing to this. But overall, I feel like the, the, the stakes for Russia in that sense would be a bit too high in the sense that, in this case, Greece is a NATO member and they would be the stakes would be simply too high for them to influence things that way. Yeah. Just before we summarize, then, perhaps you could just... Uh Talk to us a little bit about um, how Turkey plays into all of this as well. Obviously, uh, tensions between Greece and Turkey have been been rising recently. What what's Turkey's viewpoint on this, and how important are they? So, compared to Russia, for example, Turkey is a is a much much more marginal player in the sense that they have been really using this issue as a, as a as a small way to drive its its relations with Greece in the sense that. Relations with Greece between Greece and Turkey have been deteriorating for a while now, although they seem to be improving on the back of US sanctions imposed on Turkey, after which Turkey continues to seek more support from the EU out of all its partners, which is quite interesting. However, again, Turkey does not have that much of a stake as opposed to Russia. Uh, Turkey is an easier country after all. While they may not look very favorably upon Greece, they do not object to Macedonians. They have historically had closer ties to Macedonia as opposed to Greece. So... While that, that has prompted fears of more Turkish involvement in the disputes on the side of Macedonia, but we have not really seen evidence of those trends and we don't expect to see them going forward either. Brilliant. Matt, thank you very much. Uh, just by means of a very quick summary, we've talked about 
political instability in Greece around this issue. We've talked about the referendum on 30th September in Macedonia, which is likely to be a focal point. The, uh, the ethnic divisions and the uh, societal issues that this issue is, is bringing about in Macedonia. The, uh, I guess, the travel risks from disruption and uh, demonstrations, especially in the Greek province of Macedonia. Um, and we've talked about potential for Russia to act it, to, uh, to prevent the spread of NATO in this part of the world. So some really interesting themes which touch on a lot of our other reporting there. Thank you very much for your insight as ever. Thank you for listening, and we hope you have found this podcast useful. If you would like to learn more about our services, or if you have any questions or feedback, please get in touch at info at